the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's always great to catch up with Matt Mayer of Opportunity Ohio. You can follow Matt on Twitter at OhioMatt. His uh, website, OpportunityOhio.org. But he also has another website, OhioMatt.com. And that is where he explains why he is exploring a run for governor in the state of Ohio. And that's a topic that will come up a little bit later in our conversation today, Matt. But let's start with East Palestine and the Transportation Secretary, Pete Buttigieg, uh, is in East Palestine this morning. And I said yesterday, if you ever lifted a pack of gum, a candy bar, a jawbreaker from a drugstore and you got home and your mom or dad said, hey, where did you get that? And you had to go back and apologize to the store owner. Then you know exactly how Pete Buttigieg felt when he was, I am sure, told he had to go to East Palestine. Yeah, he can't be happy that he had to go. And, and again, we are now, uh, what, 20 days after the derailment. Yep. I mean, literally three weeks, almost three weeks, which is you can't find me a disaster like this that's occurred across America where it took three weeks for the transportation secretary who oversees this or, frankly, the president to come visit the people. Like in Rio you know, yesterday, Donald Trump showed up. And still, you know, Joe Biden thinks Ukraine's more important than, you know, a, a bunch of poor folks in rural Ohio, uh, you know, having to deal with a, a toxic train derailment that's causing massive problems for their community. So tell me how this works at the government level. Like Pete Buttigieg, did he get a call, you think, from somebody at the White House? You worked in Homeland Security. You had a highest security clearance. You're very familiar with the inner workings of government. I mean, uh, is it too bold or too overstated to say that the press coverage of this shamed him into going? Look, I am quite certain that he got a call from the chief of staff to the White House saying, Pete, get your blank out there now. You're making us look terrible. Stop with the dumb comments. You're crushing our our approvals. Get out there and deal with this crisis. Yeah, I mean, he did like 12 or 15 interviews the day before uh, that he announced he was going. And every one of them was a train wreck, (laughs) literally, sorry, and figuratively. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, this is the kind of a thing. You never know what makes something go viral. But I think the thing with the East Palestine, Matt, is that it is it is so identifiable to everyone where you're just going about your daily life. A train derails, toxic chemicals. Now your property values are in the dumper. Now your health is uh, up for grabs. You don't know if you're safe in the moment. You don't know if you're safe in a year. You don't know if you're safe in five years or ten years. We've had enough things like uh, – like, uh, uh, Love Canal. We've had enough things like Chernobyl, where I think this was so identifiable. And to me, the administration missing out on how identifiable this was and what a layup it was for them to score points with what they say they are, which is the representatives of the everyman and the forgotten man. I mean, it just shows that they're not that at all, that they didn't see how there were political points to be scored here right away. Yeah, no, I think that that's fair. But look, I also think right now Mike DeWine and John Houston deserve criticism here. I mean, you know, we didn't get a health clinic up there till this week, yep. so 17 days after the crisis, right? They expanded services to do physicals yesterday, 20 days after the crisis. Why is Donald Trump having to be the one who brings water and other food supplies up to those folks? Where is the state of Ohio? 
They can go out there and do photo ops drinking the, you know, the water that goes through, goes through the filtration system, which, of course, everyone knows that's clean. It's the groundwater that's the problem. And the groundwater over the next decade, that's the problem, yep. right? Yep. yep. And so to me, I, you know, those guys right now are getting off a little bit cheap because, you know, they're not paying the price for what is I see as failure at state action because they've been waiting for Washington, which is just you never see Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSantis wait for Washington to, for him to help his people down in Florida. And that's what we're seeing here in Ohio. And that's a shame to Mike DeWine and John Husted. Yeah, you're right. I'm so glad you brought that up because I felt like in the very beginning, Mike DeWine needed to appoint someone from his administration to go up there and be the point person on the ground. And the layup was the lieutenant governor because we all assumed that he wanted to follow DeWine as the governor of the state of Ohio. Speaking of which, I see that John Husted has now declared that he's going to run for governor, which, you know, when you announced the other week or so ago, three weeks or so ago, that you were exploring a possibility of running and you said if they do these things the administration does these things i won't run a lot of people thought uh matt mayor what are you doing grandstand move declaring early now you're declaring early uh looks like other people dare i say are copying you well look everyone said oh this is unorthodox it's so early they just got reelected." i mean well you know my god it's three years before there's a primary why why would he do this Right. And I'm a I'm a bold guy. I'm an aggressive guy. I'm an early bird gets the worm guy. Right. And so I made the move four weeks ago. And what do you know? Suddenly now, John Houston, who just got reelected, who they just had got sworn in, decides, oh, I better get in, too. So, yeah, he that he they'll never admit it, Bruce, but he is feeling enormous pressure because he knows the grassroots will not be with him. They will be with me. And now he's going to try to corner the donor market. So interesting, Bruce, is it's going to probably force. People like Dave Yost, Keith Faber, who were looking at this, to probably jump in early, too. So we may have a very interesting field here in the next month where we already have you know, three, four people on the Republican side you know, running for something that is three years away. But, hey, you know, that's what, that's what happens when you've got somebody who's bold and willing to jump, jump first and say, hey, we've got to fix the state, and I'll do it if these guys won't. Yeah, I think you're right. It's Matt Mayer as our guest, OpportunityOhio.org, his website to uh, explain why he is exploring a run for governor and to outline his positions on what he thinks needs to be done to further business in the state of Ohio and other aspects of the state of Ohio that he deems to have been lagging. Uh, you can find that website, ohiomat.com. You can follow him on Twitter, at OhioMatt. I think this weakens Governor DeWine. Yeah, well, look, this is rare for somebody to say this, right? I urge your listeners to go check out John Husted's website for governor. It is substanceless. There is nothing there. And, and that is that speaks volumes. You go to ohiomat.com, you will have 12 pages of everything I'm going to do, why I'm doing it, the data behind why I'm doing it. And this guy's been in office for four years as lieutenant governor, eight years as is, is, uh, um, uh, secretary of state, right? He was in the state, state Senate. He was Speaker of the Howe House. And he puts a website up that has zero, zero substance to it. And that's the problem. He, he is a go-along, get-along guy that's not going to do the tough stuff that Ohio needs to get done, which is why I'm exploring this, because this, the big things need to be done, or this state's going to continue to be a laggard. And I can, you know, I've walked through on your show for, for over, you know, what, almost a year now, all the data points that show that we continue to be a laggard state, not a leader state. So that's got to change. But I got to tell you, go to John Hughes' website, check that out. There is nothing there. Then go to my website, OhioMath.com, and you will see more substance than you can believe. 
Let's talk about another guy who is uh, announcing for a race bigger than Ohio Governor Vivek Ramaswamy, Columbus uh, resident, entrepreneur, biotech uh, guy, billionaire, successful, 37 years old. He's he's running for president. Uh, I like a lot of what he says. I kind of wonder if he's running for president so he can boost his name recognition to run for senator in the state of Ohio. But your thoughts on Ramaswamy announcing and whether you think he has any shot or not. Yeah, look, I'm a big fan of, of Vivek. I think what he's doing is great, uh, uh, you know, great bio, and he's just fun fun to listen to, right? So, yep. so good stuff. But look, he has far less chance to become president than I do to become governor, and, and, and that's just reality, right? Uh, but, you know, I think, you know, clearly he is spending a lot of his half-billion-dollar fortune on media and PR to kind of get a, a lot of the kind of media coverage he's now gotten for this. But the problem is, where's his lane, right? If, if his lane is you know, the minority Indian candidate, well, that's Nikki Haley, right? If his lane is minority candidate, well, that's going to be Tim Scott. If his lane is Mr. Anti-Woke, well, that's Ron DeSantis. If his lane is, you know, not a traditional, you know, politician, kind of business, successful businessman, well, that's Donald Trump. So, like, I don't see a lane for him, and, 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 and that's tough. But, look, I applaud him having the guts to do this. I don't know what his ultimate goal is. We all thought he was going to run for the U.S. Senate in Ohio, and, and I would love to see him do that still. Because Lord knows we don't want the guy from up north, uh, you know, the, the Cleveland Indian. No, Oregon, we do not. You know, I mean, heck, I can't remember his name, right? But 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 Vivek would be an interesting guy out there, as well as like Bernie Moreno. I mean, that's the kind of people we want to see. So I'm not sure why he's doing it, but but no, I don't think he he's going to get very far. Uh, won't show up in the polling data, and that's just reality. Again, I like the guy, but look, that's the, that's the reality, man. Well, I'm not sure what his plan is, Matt, but I got to believe that a guy who's as smart as he is has some kind of fallback position on this. Um, you know, I think it's good for the conversation. I think he can maybe bring younger people into the party, but boy, he'd be spending a lot of money if his only purpose is to get out there and bring younger people into the party. Yeah, but look, you know, it's, it's just money for a guy that has a half billion dollars, right? I mean, this <laughs> is a rounding error for people like that. And then, and, and God love him. I look, I love his message. I love his inspirational attitude. I think, you know, he's, he raises important issues. So it's all good. I just realistically, you know, presidential politics, it just, it doesn't work that way, right? Like, you, you've got to have a lane that's a really clear lane that's yours. And, and his lane, there's no lane for him in this one. Um, but look, if he can get his, and he's getting enormous amounts of public uh, PR. I mean, he's in the Wall Street Journal. The Wall Street Journal's talking about him. He's on Fox News. So he's getting a ton of good media. So it'll raise his name ID. And hopefully, maybe he'll flip in the next, you know, eight months to, to the U.S. Senate race, and, and that would be great for Ohio. Uh, but, but we'll, you know, I guess we'll remains to be seen. Yeah, maybe that's why he got in early. I don't know. We'll uh, stand by, certainly watch it. He's an interesting guy to watch, and as you said, an interesting guy to listen to. Matt Mayer, our guest, opportunityohio.org is his website. Follow him on Twitter at Ohio Matt. His uh, website for the explanation why he's exploring a run for governor is ohiomatt.com. Very detailed on the issues, and if you uh, would check that out, ohiomat.com is the web address. Matt, we'll leave Intel and some other things that we had on our schedule for next week. Look forward to talking to you then. Thanks so much for your time today. Thanks. Have a good day. Boy, it's always interesting talking to Matt. Uh, OpportunityOhio.org, at OhioMatt on Twitter, OhioMatt.com. So you may have heard of the murder trial in the South Carolina or Virginia, the Murdaugh murders, South Carolina. Attorney Alex Murdaugh, he's on the stand testifying, accused of murdering his son and wife. 
Uh, I've not followed this really closely uh, because here's something that most people don't know about this trial. Alex Murdaugh is going to jail for the for probably the rest of his life, even if he's found not guilty of murdering his wife and son. They've got him on so many financial crimes that he's not he's not going to like be found not guilty and head off to some island somewhere uh, with his mistress if he has one. That's not going to happen. But he's on the stand, and I've been watching it periodically during our commercial breaks. Um, he cried some. He was, you know, crying very, uh, very forcefully at one point in time. I have heard the prosecution's done a bad job with this case. It also appears that his timeline is off. So I don't know what the verdict is going to be. When you testify in a case like this, your goal as the person on trial is to make the jury like you enough that they can't bear to find you guilty. I don't know that I've seen that here from Alex Murdaugh, but he'll be up there for hours, and the cross-examination will follow the direct examination from his attorney. Right now, he's getting the friendly fire, okay? Wait till the prosecutor gets at him. Uh, So that will be something that we'll keep our eye on. We've also been keeping our eye on Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg's visit to East Palestine, Ohio, uh, I think a day shy of three weeks since the train derailed. There's no doubt in my mind, and you just heard Matt Mayer say, uh, he was told to go. Matt speculated that it was by uh, Ron Klain. Well, I guess Ron Klain's not the chief of staff anymore. Don't even know who the new chief of staff is. But somebody at the White House called and said, hey, Pete, take a break from your chest feeding your twins and get out there to East Palestine, Ohio. So he showed up today. And the NTSB, National Transportation Safety Board, at 11 o'clock issued its preliminary report on the train derailment, which it says was caused by an overheated wheel bearing on the 23rd car in a 149-car train. Now, we've seen video, most of us who obsessively watch the news, of an axle on fire. I think we're talking about the same thing there. And, of course, then after the train derailed, leaking the toxic chemicals, vinyl chloride, they decided to burn off a controlled burn. Now I've seen uh, some quote-unquote experts, and I don't know whether to put air quotes around that word or not, who say that even the controlled burn was not done correctly. Don't know. I do know that the message has come through loud and clear to federal officials. And it should be to state officials, too, as Matt and I were saying. you got to get to East Palestine, and you've got to ask the right questions, but you also have to listen. you got to listen to the people. The people there have been traumatized. Their whole world is upside down. Imagine if you didn't know if you were going back home tonight, if the water you were drinking, showering with, bathing with, was going to poison you either quickly or progressively over time. I mean... I have a train track near my house. I've said this before. If a train derailed and we had this kind of reaction and a toxic cloud and on top of every surface around my house, my cars, my grill, my deck, my patio, everywhere was this dust that I couldn't identify, would I feel safe? No, I wouldn't feel safe. Would I be traumatized? Of course, because a great portion of uh, 
my family's retirement is tied up in our property. Like we've had our property for 20 plus years. We've tried to improve our property. We assume that at a point in time where our girls move out and get married, have kids, relocate on their own somewhere, the house will be way too big for my wife and I. We'll sell it to somebody else. We'll hopefully make a nice gain on it, and that'll enable us to retire comfortably. Not lavishly, but comfortably. That's the same hope the people of East Palestine have. Maybe it's a business. Maybe it's a business and a property. It's hard for me to fathom that Pete Buttigieg, Joe Biden, people in the administration can't understand that. See, my value system has always been established by what I grew up watching. My parents, their retirement was tied up in their home and their company pensions. We've gotten past company pensions now. Nobody has a pension anymore. You have a 401k or you're encouraged to save for your own retirement. That's what Josh Pick and I talk about all the time on the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show. Get into a position where you have financial independence later in your life. That's what these people in East Palestine want. They just want to be able to like work hard, nose to the grindstone, get paid a fair salary for their work. Well, everything they have done predicated on establishing control in their life going forward has been dramatically impacted by this train derailment. And the worst part of it is they have no way of calculating right now how dramatically it's been impacted. If I've got a well, and I have one, is my well going to, is it poisoning me now? Is it going to poison me in 10 years, in 20 years, in a year? I mean, I just know our well, when we started uh, living at our property, our water was a little bit brown. So we put a filter on our well, we re-drilled the well. But when the rains come in the spring, I know that everything that's, you know, in the soil is washed down into the ground. If I had toxic chemicals from a train dump dumped two miles away, would I feel the same way about using the water that comes out of my well? Probably now I would. In a year? Probably, yeah, I'd be all right. In two years? Now I'm starting to get nervous. Five years, I'm real nervous. And I would like to believe that somebody would buy my house five, ten years from now. But you better believe I'd be smart enough to know they're going to ask questions about, hey, didn't that train derail like two miles from your house? You had your water tested? Yeah, I've had it tested. It says it's fine. No, honestly, it says it's fine. Everything's fine. Well, who'd you have tested? Would you trust a homeowner who tells you that their water was tested and the water tested fine? Would you want to test it yourself? I would if I were buying their property. So I, I just can't really understand how the Biden administration doesn't understand these concerns. But maybe their frame of reference is different. Maybe they don't understand why the property of an ordinary citizen in East Palestine would be of such great importance to them. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.